Hello, welcome to the Harvard Alumni for Education podcast. This is Matthew Williams, HAED's Director of Membership. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Swati Sahani, Harvard University alumna and co-founder of Kirozo, a university and career resource and coaching space based in India. For the past decade, Swati has worked in the education policy space with UNICEF, World Bank, and the Ministry of Human Resource Development in India. Swati, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you very much for inviting me, Matt. No problem. I'm excited to hear more about Curozo and the, the work that you've done getting this startup off the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Could you tell us about what Curozo is? Absolutely. Uh, Curozo helps young people in India make the right decisions for their career through inspiring content and an opportunity to engage with industry experts to get all their questions answered. Uh, the basic problem that we're trying to solve uh, through our platform, Matt, really is that most young Indians uh, make very ill-informed choices about their careers, often influenced by, uh, you know, their peers or what their family has to say. Very and very rarely do they have a chance to respect and figure out what their own interests uh, and abilities are. So the idea behind the platform is to give people uh, a wider access uh, to knowledge, to information about the new age careers, the 21st century careers, where real jobs lie in India in the future and in the present, uh, and help young Indians make careers in those spaces. Wow, what a big calling. <laughs> How did Kirozo move from an idea to a reality? Sure, it was a very interesting journey for me uh, to think of the idea of Kirozo and finally, you know, to have it live as a website now. Um, sometime earlier last year, um, you know, there was a there was something brewing inside of me. I'd spent my time in the last last decade working as a teacher, working as a teacher trainer, then working with the Ministry of Education in India, working with the World Bank, UNICEF. But I'd never really worked in a startup, never created something, never even worked in the private sector. Um, and thus, there was an apprehension inside of me whether I could do a startup, whether I could create something that uh, people would buy and that I could sell. Uh, um, but you know, over the, uh, the the following year, I gave myself time to prepare myself uh, by reading a lot of literature on the startup world, by meeting a lot of entrepreneurs, both social entrepreneurs and uh, tech entrepreneurs. You know, creating a wide range of companies to get advice from them. And what I hear heard overwhelmingly from a lot of people was solve a problem, don't start a company. Uh, if you're good at problem solving, pick a niche area that interests you and just go for it. Um, so in a way, it was a mental block in my head. And the moment I got over that, there was enough and more help uh, available around me, uh, which I grabbed onto. And one thing led to the other, uh, you know, drawing boards to, uh, to finally being a website, creating all this content, having a team of experts on board uh, advising young people. It's been an interesting short journey for us so far. Yeah. Wow. And it's moved rather quickly. How long did you go from when you finally started putting your efforts towards making this a reality and when you launched the website? Sure. Uh, so earlier in the year, I started looking for a co-founder because I thought it would be an interesting exercise to sort of do this with someone. I also spent a lot of time meeting industry leaders, meeting you know other players in the space of career services, study abroad to understand what is going to be our niche because we didn't want to create just another uh, startup where if 
you know there was another efficient player in the market and so you know we spent a couple of months doing that exercise and finally the website was launched about 3 months ago so we've been in existence for about 3 months so we are a very early stage uh, education technology startup and so what kind of startup support and mentorship are you finding to be the most helpful sure I mean I would like to you know start my journey from uh, Harvard so during the time when I was at the graduate school of education I took a course at the business school which was introduced the very year we were there in 2013 this was a course on entrepreneurship for all non entrepreneurs uh, so this course invited uh, students from education public policy public health engineering every possible school in uh, at the Harvard campus uh uh you know people who were interested in creating entrepreneurial ventures and but they didn't have the skills to do that uh i think my journey into entrepreneurship started right from there because during my time at agsc that was my favorite course uh i was really excited about the case studies that i was uh reading there i was spending most time thinking about them and i remember when i came back to india those are the case studies i opened again and i almost spent a couple of months Rereading them, engaging with <laughs> these case studies, and I think that's really where it got stirred. Uh, India is at a very exciting stage uh, with respect to startups. Just what you, what the United States has witnessed in the Silicon Valley, with a lot of excitement around risk taking, around celebrating failure, around celebrating uh, entrepreneurship. That uh, culture is now uh, coming into India. So there is a lot of startup support that's available within the country. everything from accelerator programs to a lot of conferences and workshops that you could attend a whole host of co-working spaces uh, have mushroomed in the city so there's possibly every support that you need uh, to create the startup available in this country now um, the the attitudes uh, the stereotypes around uh, entrepreneurs are also quickly changing so even in my own family i have acceptance uh as an entrepreneur somebody who left a very comfortable job at UNICEF and is now trying something that's a little bit more riskier yeah so you've mentioned that it's becoming more acceptable to be an entrepreneur and take the risk and take the leap in India but are you still finding that there's barriers because you are a woman in the space of entrepreneurship there so let's talk about gender in entrepreneur space in India for a little bit sure absolutely uh I mean I would say I would extend the debate a little bit and I would say women's participation in work in India is something that needs to be discussed the city I come from New Delhi about 10% women go to work uh there is uh, 90% of the women are homemakers they're taking care of uh, children at home which is an absolutely correct choice to make for those who want to but if 90% of your female population is doing that then it probably needs to be questioned if you've structured uh you know your workspaces in a way which don't encourage uh women to join and if your families are cultured and socialized in a way which do not encourage women to join the workforce so much so i think it's a combination of both women are not participating in work as much as men do uh and that is primarily because of the societal factors around not women encouraging women to take up leadership positions as well as the fact that there are very few female entrepreneurs uh, in india much lesser compared to uh, uh, you know the men in the country uh, any typical startup conference that you would go to over a course of 3 days where there are maybe 20 sessions uh, you would find maybe you know a couple of sessions at the most where there is representation from female entrepreneurs 
I think that's one area uh, that personally, as an entrepreneur, I'm very interested in pushing for more, supporting more and more female entrepreneurs to solve problems that they are quite passionate about and giving them as much support as possible. So what advice would you give to individuals who may face discrimination or barriers in this space, no matter where they are, whether they're in India, the United States, um, Africa, anywhere around the world where we have listeners, what kind of advice would you give to, to people that may not fit the typical business entrepreneur in their space? Sure. Um, I think the one most uh, useful advice that you know I said earlier people had given me which has been very very effective for me is to uh, solve a problem that you're personally passionate about. Solve preferably your own problem or something you've thought about for a long time in your life uh, which is a pain point for people as is uh, very widely said in the startup world. You don't necessarily need to have a business degree, you don't necessarily need to have had a consulting job before. If you're solving a problem for real people, people will open up their wallets and uh, and pay you something for it. Uh, you will figure out a costing structure, you will figure out various things as you go along. But I think if you have a strong vision, if you're solving a problem that's worthwhile, I would say just go for it. Keep solving the problem. Don't think that you're creating a company, you need to hire people, you need to put in structures, you need to hire lawyers, all of that is a byproduct. It's going to happen. And you learn these things on in your journey uh, uh, through the process. But keep your eyes on the problem that you're trying to solve. Keep your eyes on the consumers. Keep your ears open at all times to hear what your consumers have to say. Pay very close attention to it. Act on it. And there's no reason why then you should be stopping from what you want to create. Wow, great advice. As I look at the world and the problems that are there, there's so many out there, especially in the realm of education. So there's a lot of space for entrepreneurs to come into the field and, and really make a difference. Sure, yeah. So what do you want to do in the next year through Curozo's expansion and where do you see Curozo in five years from now? Um, so my long-term vision for Curozo ties up with another uh, startup that I run. There's an alumni network that I created just after graduating from Harvard, it's called IV Plus Network. Uh, the broad idea is that we uh, we have connected alumni from all the top global universities, including Harvard, Stanford, MIT, UPenn, Oxford, Cambridge, some of the top schools, uh, and created a network, alumni network of them in India. These are all young Indians who went to study abroad and they're now back in the country, either creating um, uh, companies or you know working as professionals. Uh, we are an online platform through which these young people talk to each other as well as we do a lot of uh, uh, physical events from them. In fact, this weekend uh, uh, we're doing an event on women's entrepreneurship. So my broad, my long-term goal for Curozo and for Ivy Plus Network is that the, the network that we've created should feed into the work that we're doing into Curozo. This group of very privileged young people who were able to go abroad, who were able to uh, you know, we, we, who were very fortunate to uh, study in some of the best universities, they should now advise young people in India on how to go to, you know, university of their choice, as well as how to pursue a career of their dreams, whether that's, you know, digital marketing or app development or fashion styling or, or, or travel writing, anything that they want to be in. And there's no better person uh, to advise than someone who's been there. 
uh, and someone who's a few years older than them than them so i would want kirozo to emerge as a as a very strong mentoring network leveraging on the uh, member database that we have built through iv plus network wonderful wow it's a, it's a big task and i'm glad you're in this space um before we close, I'd just like to hear one story about your work, some of the interactions as I followed you through this past couple months of you getting the startup off of the ground, and I've been able to see some of the amazing interactions and stories that you've posted about your work. Do you have one story for us that really stands out, that keeps you fueled and going in this space, that makes you even more passionate about solving this critical problem? of access and education in India. The one story that comes to uh, mind immediately is the story of um, this very young guy, 23-year-old guy from the northeast of India. Northeast of India is a very remote part of the country with the, uh, much poorer infrastructural uh, arrangements than the rest of India. This, uh, this young person works in the public policy space in Delhi and he was meeting me because he wanted to go to Harvard Business School in 2018. Uh, that's a lot of forward thinking. He's already looking to start planning uh, because he wants to sort of pursue a degree uh, in business. He has a background in law, works in public policy, wants to go study business. And I asked him why. Uh, why are you dabbling in a lot of these tech, you know, uh, different disciplines that you could choose to sort of just pursue a career in public policy and his response to me is what uh, stood out uh, and, and showed me the potential of this country uh, and the role that young people are going to play in uh, shaping India's future. Um, what he said was that he wants to use his understanding of law, uh, you know, combine it with his experience of working in public policy, access global networks that he's going to build through business school as well as learn the principles of management, come back to India, come, go back to his region the northeast of India and drive growth to the private sector. Uh, for a 23-year-old to have such clarity on what he wanted to do with his life, uh, for him to reach out and seek help uh, with his application, with learning uh, what study abroad looks like, um, gave me such uh, uh, such hope in my heart uh, about both this young ch young person I was uh, meeting with and interacting with, as well as the future of this country. The young people in this country are are extremely driven. They want to uh, achieve things for themselves. They want to do things for their people. Uh, and there's a strong pride in uh, uh, in moving somewhere, in moving, in driving India to greater heights. And I'm really, really excited as an entrepreneur to be a part of this um, uh, this almost young people's revolution in this country to solve our own problems. Um, so yeah, that's one story I can share with you. Wow! Thank you so much. So you heard it here. Thanks to Swati for sharing her experiences with us. To find out more about Curozo, visit curozo.com. Harvard Alumni for Education, HAED, aims to create a strong, connected, collaborative community of Harvard University alumni who are practitioners, researchers, and leaders in the field of education. If you are a member of the Harvard community and would like to join our shared interest group, please visit www.harvardaed.org. Again, that's www.harvardaed.org. Stay tuned for next week's episode.